Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, the start of our testing coverage with the testing preview. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this week. Honestly, testing is one of my favourite parts of the F1 season. I'll be up bright and early tomorrow morning. I've taken the day off work just to sit down and watch cars go round the circuit for about eight hours. It's incredible. What I would say is right now is the last time you can properly make any outlandish predictions. Right now is the last time you can sit here and go, you know what, Haas are going to be world champions. And you know what, no one can tell you you're wrong right now. This time tomorrow, they can go, oh no, you're wrong about that. But right now, they can't for certain. And that's the wonderful time to be in. Testing, it's going to be great. We've got three days coming up, as I said, off tomorrow. I'm also off on Friday. I am working Thursday, but we'll have some coverage of that nonetheless. Every day, uh, at the end of the day, there will be a testing roundup here on the channel, so make sure you subscribe for all of that. But in this preview, what we're going to look at, there's a little bit of news to look through firstly, so we're going to have a look at that. Have a look at some of the teams who have announced their testing schedules. The Pirelli tyre um, allocation has been announced, which sounds very boring, but is actually quite interesting. I'll be making a few predictions, and then the uh, people who've been on the channel for a while will know all about this. But it will be the first special helmet street of the year. My goodness, what a time we are having here on the channel. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been watching all the stuff over the winter break as well. The the amount of like growth this channel has had in the time when Formula 1 hasn't been on has been incredible. So for F1 to come back now, if you're new to the channel, you know, thank you very much. If you are here with us last year, thank you very much. It's the second season for us covering here on Stop and Go F1. It's not my second season as a fan. I, I don't even know how many seasons I've been watching at this point since I was a little wee babby boy. But yes, we're ready to go. Let's start with <clears throat> the testing news. And firstly, we have to talk about Christian Horner again, because of course the ongoing investigation into him is an ongoing investigation. But he will be at testing in a move that surprises Nobody. I mean, considering how much of a focal point he was with their launch, the fact that he'll also be at testing, I don't think is a surprise whatsoever. So Christian Horner will be there and probably be asked uh, the same question a million times and just go, well, I deny all allegations and I back the investigation thoroughly and I hope that we can get to a conclusion as soon as possible. So that'll be fun to listen to a million times. And I imagine Ted Kravitz is going to have a wonderful time with it. We'll have to wait and see. But on the Red Bull, there has been some speculation that the actual Red Bull car they showed at launch, which was very reminiscent of a Mercedes car, Mercedes car from the start of last year, some people are saying that's not real and that they put that car out there as a joke, as a launch car joke, to be like, ha look, we're going to trick them. We're going to make them think that we've made a Mercedes, and at testing, we're going to pull out with an entirely different car. Um, I don't think that's true, because they've also done their uh, shakedowns, where you record all their media and stuff. So why would they record all their media for the year on a car that isn't going to be this year's car? That, to me, doesn't really make much sense. But if, if they have done it, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I imagine they're 
them showing that car at the launch, I imagine that a lot of other teams went, what the hell have they done? Because every team is very slowly moving towards having their own Red Bull. And now Red Bull have gone, you're copying us. Well, we're just going to make something completely different. And if they come out of the gates with something completely different and are still the fastest team on the grid, I mean, that'll get people thinking. And I look forward to seeing it tomorrow because I don't think it will be an entirely new car. Whereas, yeah, yeah, it'll be this. It'll be. I, I'm 90% sure it'll be the launch one. So Red Bull there have been very open with what their car looks like a team that's been very secretive is williams now williams um had their shakedown today the last team to have their shakedown i believe and they haven't used all their mileage they're going to use some of their mileage later on in the year but there is lots of speculation and lots of eyes on the williams of course this is the first car that as james Wells has been fully involved with since um its start so that's a big uh, part there. And of course, he's been fantastic as the Williams team principal since he came in. But people seem to think that they've got something big here. And you know what? I'd love it if they did. I love the Williams team and I hope they have got something good here. A reason that uh, James Vowles has said for splitting the uh, shakedown mileage is it seems like they're going to be having a big upgrade path on this car, and the car at the end of the year may look drastically different from the start, so they don't want to spend all their media time filming a car that won't be used all year. So big things for Williams this year. Definitely ones to watch. A team which maybe you won't want to watch as much is Haas, who have come out and said basically, we will be at the back of the grid at the start of the year, and we're going to have a good upgrade path, and hopefully we'll climb up towards the end which is the opposite of what Haas normally do they normally come out the gates quite well then fall off so Haas this year have said that their time in testing will not be necessarily about understanding the car or finding performance it is more about trying to understand their tyre overheating issue they have made moves to try and uh, I was going to say seduce that's not the not the correct word, to minimise, let's use that word, to minimise the tyre overheating issue, but they're not 100% sure if it has worked yet or not. So the the testing will be trying to understand the tyres and the car's effect on the tyres. If you remember the Haas from last year, it was fantastic in qualifying and awful in the race, due to the fact that when the car came out the pits, the tyres were already in that peak operating window of, of, uh, of heat, and they could do one lap really well, getting the best out of the tyres. As soon as they had to do a second lap, the tyre had melted to pieces, which is why you'd see Kevin Magnussen, who isn't necessarily as good as uh, at maintaining the tyres, he would often be seen in the pits on like lap four or five or something like that in a race, just because the tyres were just melting. So hopefully they're looking to fix that. Looking ahead now to uh, testing schedules, which is... It's quite interesting because normally, by now, if I remember correctly, we normally know every team and they've gone, right, here's what we're going to do. But so far, as I sit here at half past five on Tuesday afternoon, only three teams have announced their schedules. And out of the three of them, only two of them have announced their schedules for the entire three days of testing. So Alpine have come out and announced their schedule. So tomorrow, Ocon will be in the morning session, Gasly in the afternoon. Uh, then going forward to um, Thursday, it's Gasly in the morning, Ocon afternoon. And then Friday, Ocon in the morning, Gasly afternoon. 
Um, for Ferrari, it'll be Leclerc in the morning tomorrow, Sainz in the afternoon, then they're swapping it for Thursday, then back to it for Friday. Mercedes are the final team to announce their schedule thus far, and they've gone for something very interesting. They're doing something like what uh, Red Bull did last year. So tomorrow, it is George Russell in the car all day. Then on Thursday, Lewis Hamilton will be in the car all day. Then Friday, it is Lewis in the morning and George Russell in the afternoon. So if you're a Lewis Hamilton fan, he's not going to be there tomorrow. He won't be in the car anyway. He'll be there on Thursday. So that's an interesting one from Mercedes. Now, let's talk about Pirelli tyre allocations. Hooray! That's what we all want to talk about. Here we go. This is what they've given us here. So we have the full range of tyres from uh, C1 to C5, the intermediates and the wets. Um, what is firstly, what's grabbing my attention here? So C5 are the softest of the tyres, so the quickest. They last the least amount of time, but they... Um, are the quickest set of tyres. Very, very, very rarely used in the actual F1 season. I think maybe Monaco you might be able to use them, but apart from that, we barely ever see them. So it's no surprise that they are the least picked of all the tyres here. What is quite interesting, though, is the teams that have gone for them. So you only have a certain amount of tyres. You can split them in whichever ways you want. No surprise, the most popular ones are the C3 tyres, which is just the normal, in-the-middle, run-the-mill tyres. Not too hot, not too cold, just right. Not too hard, not too soft, just right. And what else did the Free Bears do? I can't remember. But anyway, so the C5 tyres, the softest of them all... Red Bull have taken none, Mercedes have got two sets, Ferrari two sets, McLaren none, Aston none, Alpine none, Williams none, uh, Racing Bulls none, the Stake F1 team kick Sauber two sets, Haas none. So what that really tells me at this point with this is we may see some glory runs. So, you know, at the end of the day, put the softest tyres on, put the fuel down, and go out there and go as fast as you can, try and get to the top of the times. I think that's what Alfa Romeo did last year. I think Joe was, like, top on day one or something, because they did exactly that, and everyone went, you may be top, but we know why you're top. So, it's interesting that teams like a Red Bull, McLaren, Aston, Alpine, uh, Racing Bulls, and, of course, Haas are not interested in those glory runs. They're interested in more uh, real-world running. Um, they, they have the intermediates and the wet tyres. I would say they won't be using them, but there was the F2 test in Bahrain. It was either last week or the week before. And the heavens opened with very heavy rain on the first day of their test there. So F2 had a lot of testing out in the rain in the desert. So who knows if we'll need the intermediates or wets. Uh, what's also quite interesting, just looking at this as well, is that McLaren and Alpine have not got any C4 tyres either. So they have just, uh, they've just gone for the C1, C2, C3. I'm wondering, are they the three tyres that we all have for the Bahrain race? That would be my guess in a couple of weeks. So they're really testing the car, but also preparing for the race, understanding the tyres as best as they possibly can. Alpine, lots of hard tyres there. 
11 sets of hard tyres. McLaren are the second with seven. So there's a big gap there between the two. So I don't expect to see Alpine anywhere near the top of the times uh, throughout the next three days with the tyre allocations they have gone for. But I, I do think it's interesting as to who wants softs, who doesn't. I think that is rather interesting. Let me know. What are your thoughts on the Pirelli tyre allocation? Let me know in the comments down below. Anyway, prediction times, everyone. We're doing some little predictions now of who I think is going to be good, who I think is going to be bad. So, <clears throat> who do I think is going to be good? Red Bull, obviously. Red Bull coming off the back of the most dominant uh, year in the history of Formula 1, um, percentage-wise and race-win-wise and all that kind of stuff. So I don't expect them to turn up here and go, oh no, our car is awful. Because I think they know what they're doing. So I wouldn't be surprised if when we're looking back over this, we go, yeah, Red Bull are the fastest. So that's not really an interesting prediction there. So I've got a more interesting prediction for you. I think racing bulls will be the ones that a lot of people are talking about uh, at the end of this. I don't think in terms of like they're going to go for the championship, but I think they would have made a significant step up, you know, closing that gap between the back and the front of the grid. Also, here's something interesting for you. I put this out on the community tab the other day. So here is the Racing Bulls car. And... Since I saw this, it's been reminding me of something, and I didn't know what it was. For ages, I did not know what this car was reminding me of. And then, the other day, it hit me. It is the Buffalo Bills. The American football team, or as the Americans call it, the football team, the Buffalo Bills. So, from now on, this is not racing bulls. This is Racing Bills, is their name now. And also, not only is it a little little joke on, like, the Buffalo Bills, but also, like, you know, because they get paid lots of money for their sponsorship, so it's like Bills as in money. It works on multiple layers. It's a very funny joke. Thank you very much. But, yeah, I think they're going to do pretty well going ahead into testing. As for who's going to be bad, now, the obvious one, Haas are going to be bad, and I think we can say that with pretty much a lot of confidence at this point. They've come out and said, we're going to be bad, so they'll be bad. Another team I'm not too confident about is Alpine. We've just seen then they've brought no C4 or C5 tyres, so they're not going to be lighting up the leaderboard in any way, but I just don't have much confidence for Alpine, ever. <clears throat> yeah, and... um. The final team that I'm going for, for who might be bad, and you know what, I'm, I'll be very happy to be wrong on this one, but I'm not confident about McLaren. Now, I made a video last week about what was concerning me about McLaren, so go check that one out if you want to see it there. But, you know, it's a bit of an F1 tradition now that McLaren turn up to testing and they're a bit rubbish. They're not ready, they're not prepared, and as they go throughout the year and get better. The leap play made in performance last year was unbelievably incredible, but I, I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were this time last year, but I don't think McLaren will be up there with your likes of your Red Bulls or your Ferrari. I think they'll be leading the way, McLaren will be kind of in the middle. But McLaren definitely wants to watch throughout the year. Maybe just not here. Right. It's time, everyone. 
It's time for Special Helmet Street. Now normally we only do this if people are bringing special helmets to races. But as it's the start of the year, I thought, why not just go through all the helmets and have a look at them all because they're all pretty cool this year. Everyone's helmet has been released apart from two people. Lewis Hamilton has not yet released his 2024 helmet yet. And the man who I gave the award to for the king of Special Helmet Street for 2023, Valtteri Bottas is yet to release his helmet this year. So he's saving up something hopefully very special for a man who knows all about Special Helmet Street. So let's begin with Carlos Sainz. Now, I like this one a lot. So it's the it's typical Ferrari helmet with the Spanish flag around the back. But now that Ferrari have moved their kind of colours to the red and yellow, the integration of the Spanish flag looks better than ever. So great stuff from Carlos. Wonderful start there. Going to his teammate in Charles Leclerc. Very similar for him as well, but supporting the uh, Monaco flag rather than the Spanish one, of course. Um, the only thing I would say about this, the Ferrari guys is they're just a little bit too similar. But, you know, when you're driving for Ferrari, you've got to go red, haven't you? Of course. Sergio Perez, not too different from what he had last year, really. The same... Well, the thing is, if you're driving for a Red Bull team, your helmet layout is kind of dictated to you, and you've got to just put whatever you want around that. But, you know, still looking pretty good for Checo. Here's uh, Verstappen's helmet. I like this one a lot, actually. It's quite a simplistic design for him. A bit of a throwback to his karting helmet. But there is a lot of little chrome pieces. Like the lion up here is chrome. The circle around the top is chrome as well. I don't think it shows too well in this photo here. But we'll probably see tomorrow. I think that chrome pops really well. So that's a really nice one from Max this year. Oscar Piastri hasn't gone too different from last year. Kept it pretty much the same. The new Monster Energy sponsorship from the Claren is a heavy focal point on both helmets this year, but looks very good. Here's his teammate, so Lando's is fantastic. I don't even know how to describe this design. What it reminds me of is if you are a UK-based person of a similar age to me, you may remember the CBBC little green alien blobs that used to kind of like fill up the screen in between uh, programs on CBBC. That's what it reminds me of. Uh, but apart from that, I think it looks very good. Well, even with that, I'm a big fan of the alien blobs. Logan Sargent, this one's fantastic. I think with the new uh, white uh, driver suits here, the racer suits, this helmet looks even better. Of course, American flag. He is an American boy. And I think this looks really good with a new colour scheme of the attire of the driver this year. Fantastic stuff from Logan Sargent. Alex Albon. Now, here's, he's someone else who knows Special Helmet Street very well. Looks like a matte livery on the helmet there. I'm not really sure what the design is, but I like it. And also, I think that's his new logo here on the front. So you used to have like a big spiky A, but now it's a big A. And in the middle, there's a little A in like the outer colours. It's very clever stuff from Alex Albon there. Daniel Ricciardo, very similar to last year, but... I love it. It's a great look. I love the fire. It's like those classic school disco shirts. Like it a lot from uh, Daniel Ricciardo. I think this is one of my favourite helmets of the year. And I think he'll be a frequent visitor to Special Helmet Street as well. So that's one to look forward to. Yuki Tsunoda has gone for very similar from last year with the uh, leaves. Are they are they maple leaves? Like an ode to Canada? 
maybe? Or are they, are they the devil's lettuce? Is it a bad boy? Yuki Tsunoda. We won't know, but the colours are a little bit different. But it was a very good helmet this year. Last year, sorry. It's a very good helmet this year. Fernando Alonso has gone to a classic look here. Not his out-and-out classic colours, but still looking pretty good. What I do like is the Aston wings off of the off of the visor. I think Lance had that last year as well, looking very good. Stroll has gone for a very nice helmet here as well. Uh, hasn't got the Aston wings, but I think it blends in very well with the car. I like it when a driver has a helmet the same kind of colour scheme as the car. So this one is the Aston green with black carbon fibre on it. It looks very nice. This is Kevin Magnussen's helmet. This is the only photo we've got at the minute, because an official photo is yet to be released. But I like this one a lot. Really nice colours. Looks like a bit more matte as well, so that is good. And here's Esteban Ocon for the black and red this year. Very reminiscent of his uh, not Daredevil, Deadpool helmet. I should know the name of Deadpool. I am from Wrexham. Deadpool helmet from last year, but it's not the Deadpool helmet, but it looks just like it. And there you go, that's all we've got there. Where's Nico Hulkenberg's? I forgot to get a picture of Nico Hulkenberg's helmet. One second, everyone. Nico Hulkenberg. I'm Googling it. 2024 uh, helmet search. Come on. Where's it gone? Oh, dear. My internet's being slow. Oh, God. Yes, here we go. Google images, everyone. Look. Let's, let's open it in another tab. Oh my god, this image is too big! It's a disaster! Zoom out. I like it though, it's, you know, green, because he's the Hulk, but with the white of Hass, looking very nice. So overall, there's no bad helmet designs there. All very good. I look forward to seeing what Bottas and Hamilton bring to the table as well. We won't see Hamilton's tomorrow, will we? Have to wait for Thursday. Lewis making us wait a very long time. But there you go. There is the testing preview. Oh... <sighs> Wow, I'm very excited, as I said. I, I don't know if I've answered anything here, but I feel Red Bull, Racing Bulls, Ferrari are my top three for like good performances. And at the back, Haas, Alpine, maybe McLaren. We will wait and see. All of this will be revealed tomorrow, and of course I'll be here to talk through all of it after watching eight hours of Formula One cars going round and round in circles and probably crying tears of joy. Until then, though, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Goodbye!